Welcome to It Starts Within, a podcast from Platinum Performance, where we'll dive into the health challenges faced by veterinarians and horse owners alike. Join us for inspiring stories about the latest advancements in equine care, treatments, and comebacks. You'll hear interviews with elite competitors, innovative researchers, and the veterinarians that devote their lives to horses and the humans that love them. At Platinum Performance, we know the power of nutrition starts within. Hello, everyone. I am Jesse Bengoa, and it is so good to have you here for another episode of It Starts Within. Today, we are talking about one of my favorite organizations with four of the best guys, or at least the most entertaining guys you'll ever meet. Uh, it's going to be a good one, ladies and gentlemen, and let me introduce you to this lineup. But first, uh, let's talk about why we're here. As anyone close to Platinum Performance knows, we have an organization that is extremely important to us, our team members, and really what we believe in at this company, and that's War Horses for Veterans. We've gotten the high honor of working with this organization, this team, these incredible veterans for about 10 years now. And let me tell you, they have the most thoughtful, intricately designed, warm, expertly built programs. And the War Horses Farm in Stillwell, Kansas is, it's like a Sedona, Arizona vortex. That's the best I can describe it. It just has a different energy to it. You're captivated the moment you step foot into this world that Patrick Benson and his team have created. And this program works with veterans and also active duty special forces service members, and they return a sense of purpose to our nation's bravest and our brightest, and they give camaraderie and support. And they also operate an elite performance, nutrition, and advanced physical testing program. They're always moving forward. They innovate, they change lives, and they do it all for our servicemen and women using the horse in this incredible and really unexpected way. So this is why we're here today, to dive into yet another unexpected step forward that War Horses has taken together with some of the biggest names in the reined cow horse world, and also to stand behind our veterans and our service members right alongside these fine folks that you're about ready to meet. So let's hear from them, shall we? Let me introduce you to who we're talking to today. And first up is the one and only Patrick Benson. Patrick is a combat veteran himself with multiple tours behind him as a non-commissioned officer or NCO in the United States Army. He's always been a horseman at heart, and anyone who knows Patrick will tell you this. And after his discharge from the Army, Patrick trained horses professionally, and he showed in several disciplines, boots and spurs and breeches and tall boots, uh, before he was able to make his ultimate dream come true, and that was co-founding War Horses for Veterans. He's a longtime friend of ours at Platinum. He's part of our family, and it's his vision that has led this program to unimaginable heights and big, big impact. So meet Patrick, y'all. Hi there, my friend. It's good to see you. Hey, it's always, it's great to see you. Thank you so much, Jesse. It's always an honor and it's always good to see your face and be able to talk to you again and be able to share this opportunity with everyone. Well, the pleasure is mine and same goes for, for the next gentlemen that are joining us. And next up, the man, the myth, we have Chris Dawson. Chris is one half of the dynamic cow horse duo of Chris and Sarah Dawson and Dawson Performance Horses. If you are a cow horse fan, you may have heard of he and his wife. She's just kind of sort of famous too. You could say that. Uh, but Chris, ladies and gentlemen, is a million dollar rider in his own right with the NRCHA or the National Reined Cow Horse Association. 
um, and join me in welcoming this third generation Perrin, Texas horseman. Hi, Chris. Good to see you, sir. <laughs> I wish you could see this. This is, this is, um, it's a train wreck on the screen, ladies and gentlemen. He's wedged in between Russell Dilday and Taylor Gillespie on the world's smallest couch right now. He has a hand on one of their knees. They're sharing a microphone. <laughs> These are good. It's a pleasure him. to be here, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, awesome. it's a pleasure for me to see it. And I wish America could see it too. Let me tell you. <laughs> a couple of pieces uh, of white bread on either side of me right here. <laughs> They're good friends, folks. They're close. So, uh, and now next in our line of cow horse who's who is Taylor Gillespie. Taylor is a native Coloradoan and a professional rain cow horse trainer as well, who also trains in the cutting, the team roping and the reining. Uh, Taylor runs Taylor Gillespie performance horses together with his wife, Jen, and he has a unique and defining fact about him. Taylor is in fact a veteran himself as a commissioned officer in the United States Army, uh, deployed to Afghanistan and the leader of an infantry platoon there. And aside from his prowess in the arena, Taylor has a special connection to the work being done at War Horses for Veterans, and he's lending his skills on horseback and his firsthand experience to doing some pretty amazing things with these veterans. So welcome, Taylor. And, and uh -uh. he has two times saying for the Pope. Twice. Two times. Twice. I, I don't even, I don't know if I even have words for that. So Taylor, <laughs> Taylor <laughs> welcome. Welcome the Renaissance man, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Hey, we're thanks, Jesse. So we're happy to have you here. Yeah. Happy so. Yeah, next next to the company on your on your right or your left i'm not quite sure the camera angle always is changing here but uh but we're happy to have you and ride and drag today ladies and gentlemen we have our dear friend and another cow horse superstar the oh, one and only russell dilday russell is a three-time world's greatest horseman no big deal um, and this Winwood, Oklahoma resident is a professional cow horse trainer at the eponymous dilday ranch that he runs with his super cool wife tana um, and Russell and Tana contribute so much to the rain cow horse world, but also the National Stock Horse Association. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a minute or so. So, Russell, we're happy to have you. Welcome, sir. Thanks. It's glad to be here by I'm not in drag. <laughs> <laughs> Riding drag. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> Tell you now, folks, this could go so many directions, but we'll try and keep it on the rails. Let's dive into why I get to be uh, sitting here talking to the biggest names in the business. Per usual, it all started with a dream, and it usually does with Patrick Benson. So anyone who knows this man can tell you that he is never still. Uh, most definitely his wife can tell you he's never still. Um, and it's because he's a big thinker, and he's he's the one that War Horses for Veterans um, has really been buoyed upon for its entire existence. So he's grown to have an incredible reach today in this program. is It's amazing from start to finish. So Patrick... Tell me about this particular big idea that has the four of you sitting in this room um, and all of us talking today. How did it happen? Where did it start? Where did it go from there? Because I've heard you talking about this for years and it has now come to fruition. Yeah, actually, you know, you just nailed it. It's It's been a dream and a vision to, you know, if it's one or many uh, participants from the organization, uh, been through the program themselves, or, you know, it's one of us that's helping running it to get on the stage, get out there in the, in the, in the arena and just you and the horse and, and compete and all the pressures there on you, but being able to actually have something to focus on and push yourself completely out of your comfort zone and not 
you're not going to be great at it, but at the end of the day, you're going to do something new and it will open you up to a whole entire experience and demographic. And it's always important to challenge yourselves and try new things and do new things. And it was very privileged and fortunate for this because I think it was November. Yeah. When you guys, uh, Taylor and uh, Russell came up, I believe Russell asked me, you know, is there, you know, anything you had done yet or something along those lines? I said, yeah, actually, I'd, I really want, we, you know, love to get a new way to be able to show in the show pen and represent war horses and what these guys are capable of doing and doing something hard and challenging and new and scary at the same time, exhilarating. And with a great group of people and trainers and guys like we have here with us to actually bring them along and share what they do and at the levels that they're able to do it at. And Russell just kind of smiles like, I know someone who can help us with that. And I, there was a different word, I think, being thrown there. But in the end of the day, it was like, I think we can do that. And immediately the way things have happened for us in the past, no different than what we did with the Marines during the evacuation of Afghanistan and some of these other opportunities, when a door opens, you step through it. And you can't sit there and think about all the ways to make it perfect. You just got to execute and send it and go. And that's what we've done. And And incredibly grateful and blessed that uh, all of us are here today and pursuing that and developed to be able to do it, the War Horse Challenge at the uh, Stock Horse Show in, in Las Vegas, which it, it's it's amazing, to be honest with you. Uh, it's, it's definitely been a dream because, Jesse, we've talked about it for, well, I've told you this for years, being able to want to do this. Yeah, you have. And I remember hearing about it the first time when you were talking about doing this with with veterans who have, you know, a fairly limited amount of experience on horseback. I would say a very limited amount of experience on horseback. And you said, yeah, God, I'd love to do this. I'd love to have a class at a, at a big show and the cow horse. And I was like, Patrick, this sounds like, like a health hazard. Like this sounds like this can go <laughs> sideways in a hurry oh, like, yeah, goodness, because you know, for, for those of you listening, this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this podcast is going to be a hazard to your health as well. But, um, for those of you listening, you know, some are going to be familiar with the cow horse and some are not, but for those who are not, this is, this is a triathlete event, if you will, on the Western side. So there's a raining pattern involved. There's boxing a cow or cutting a cow. And then there's down the fence, which, uh, you know, these guys are going nine Oh to stop and work a cow down the fence. And, uh, it's, it's high energy, it's high speed, it's high movement, high risk, um, and so, yeah, so he's had this idea for quite a while and with the three gentlemen sitting with him right now, he's been able to bring it to fruition with their help at the national stock horse show association. This is where this is all going down in Las Vegas this August. I can't think of a better place to be than Las Vegas in August, um, at the South point arena, but it's going to be from the 22nd to the 27th. And this class will be happening on the 26th. Correct. Russell. Correct. Yep. Correct. So in the main arena. In the main arena, under the big lights. With the music, uh, the crowd, everything. It's going to be amazing. So tell me the setup, Russell. Tell me what we are talking about, and then we're going to get into the buildup of this. But what is the format for this class? How many guys are we talking about? Um, and then we'll talk about how you guys are training these guys to um, to stay alive throughout the whole process. Well, <laughs> that's a, that's we're, a part we're of not it. sure yet. But... Yeah, we're trying to figure that one out. <laughs> There was a big waiver, folks. There was a big waiver. There's going to be seven guys. They're going to go in the pin and with all the lights, fresh cow, and head down the fence. And they've probably, several of them have done it 15 to 20 times. Like Patrick taught them how to catch a horse. 
That was nice of you, Patrick. Five. Yeah. yeah. He taught him to catch a horse, and on day five, they're roping a dummy off of a horse going about as fast as they'll run. The people in this have such amazing physical talents and very little self-preservation. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they're so phenomenal to work with. They're um, so intense that they are disappointed that on day four, they're not catching the dummy every time they throw the rope off of a horse that's running. And to where I think that it seems a little odd that they're that disappointed. And I'm telling them, you know, pretty good almost. And pretty soon I thought, you know, that's not really the way to go here. They, so they come up and miss and they're mad. And I'm like, God, that sucked. I don't think you're ever gonna get this. <laughs> <laughs> which is spooky at first because they're so big and intense and furious. <laughs> you may or may not get it handed to you, Russell. You say this a horseback usually. Yeah. Yeah. So you can run away quickly. Yeah. You need to be, that's your one leverage, ride a horse. <laughs> yeah. And it helps. Yeah. So Patrick, you know, Russell's done a good job of setting up who these guys are, but this is a different breed we're talking about. This is not, um, this is not who you would typically expect getting on a horse without ever riding before or very limited experience with a horse. And then wanting to do this, these guys are highly disciplined. I mean, this is, this is programmed into them and we're talking, correct me if I'm wrong, six green berets and one Marine, correct? Yes. We threw in a wild card. We, we think threw we in a wild card. I think we have a sleeper and if it pulls off right, it should really rally up the green berets. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me about these guys. Tell me about them, about them mentally, what we're dealing with here. Cause this is, like I said, it's, it's a little bit of a different breed. Uh, yes. It, it, a lot of it comes down to mindset. I mean, at the end of the day, it's how they perceive challenges and how they look at it and how they, you know, approach and attack it with the, you know, like we, we did a training in April. Right. And what was impressive was, you know, like I sat down before they went out. I was like, Hey guys, there's a good chance a few of you, or maybe all of you are going to come off a horse. I said, but it's all on how you handle that and get back on and, and then being able to get focused on the job itself and, and get back on the horse and go after it. And we did, we had a couple and you know what, it actually helped out because they, I mean, I remember one of them that he, he, he went down, but he got up, started petting on the horse, looked at him, got real calm, got real focused, and then just nailed a killer run. I mean, it was really good. I was like, holy smokes, that's amazing. Going from in front of all his buddies, every one of us watching this happen, and then get back up, get on that horse, and then just just do such a phenomenal job. That says a testament of who they are and where they come from and how they look at things. And their full focus on that, that horse and them accomplishing what's being thrown at them. Because you got Chris, Russell, Taylor, and all them like, get down there. Do not let that cow get away from you. You've got to stop them. And they're going faster than they've ever been on a horse. And they probably have never gone that fast ever on a horse. And then they're at the same time, they're going to go and stop a cow on the fence. And the, the mindset, the ability. And then at the end of the day is, is like, they've told me like, there's nothing in their mind. There's, there's this peace in it. And at the same time, there's a common, common ground when you're in combat and different operations you do find a piece in some of the chaos. So it's almost like you find peace in the, in, in the uh, craziness of everything. And then at the same time you have immense focus. So, and they've never complained. They never did anything. I mean, you're literally, you really just really learn how to almost freaking, you know, gallop lightly. And then at the next, you know, the next day they're, they're stopping them. I mean, 
turned in the cows. Like this, this group. What what day is this? Is this Dude. day four on this? This group? is yeah. This is four five. This is oh, I should I should add, ladies and gentlemen, these four are sitting together at the Warhorses Farm in Stillwell, Kansas, with a group of veterans right now. Not the competing group, but a group of veterans here uh, receiving this type of coaching. So they have been there this week um, with a fresh a fresh group of uh, of victims of of lucky of lucky <laughs> recipients of your training. <laughs> Brad Lund, he brought us some cows, and uh, so we had us a pretty good little herd of cows here. And it, it was phenomenal. I mean, we kicked him. We started him right on a cow yesterday. I mean, Patrick's put a heck of a foundation on the first two days, but I mean, however much you can get on there. <laughs> two, in two days. days. Yeah. And then, of riding. Yeah. And then yesterday we started him on a cow and I think we let them all chase maybe two cows around yeah. and we didn't even bother trying to stop anything. It was just let them get moving and go forward and go travel with that cow. And today we had, we, we got everybody through a full run. I mean, some of them had a little more assistance, but we got everybody through a full run, like box the cow down the fence, make a turn, circle, make at least two turns and circle each way. All of them today. That's amazing. That is amazing. And I mean, this is the most concentrated coaching that anybody could ever get. I mean, who gets to do this, to be in a ring with you three? I mean, to be coached by Taylor Gillespie and Chris Dawson and Russell Dilday at one time is pretty cool. Um, but that's amazing. I mean, these guys are, they're wired different and it's pretty cool what you guys are doing with them and what's going to happen between now and August to get them ready for this big show. No pressure. I mean, this is going to be something pretty cool. And, you know, one question coming to my mind as we talk is why the cow horse, Patrick, why was this your dream? Why, why this event? Was it the challenge? What was it? There's a lot of events out there. I think it's availability. My, yeah, availability. <laughs> That's actually probably pretty good. These suckers don't have anything else going on. Yeah, no, nothing at all. Um, I think it might tie into my like my ADD a little bit. Um, <laughs> having multiple events when you just do one, it kind of gets tired. It gets a little old. So having the, you know, the variables. But I think it, it, even from like the eventing world, the cow horse. I think the idea of the multiple, like true testament of the horse and, and all the variables that come in with it. I think that just comes to the test of like the challenge between you and that horse and the work that goes into it. And then at the end of the day of like, I was for over five years, I was looking, I was like, no one's done this from what I know of. And I was like, in an organization's never had a horse in the fraternity. And we, we wanted to push to that. So we were fortunate for some donors and supporters for that, that back that wanted to see that as well. And then we've led to this moment here from, you know, with all of us together, pursuing a chance and opportunity to take a group of really pretty green guys and put them in extraordinary situations and pressures and then how they accept them and actually deliver them and actually do a really good job and then showcase what these service members are doing still active and the ones that have gotten out and everything they've done for our country and that there's a lot of great people in this industry though there's just a good there's a grit to it and i think it fits really well especially the demographic we work with and why not why not do something hard if everyone could, if it was easy, then that's why they pick easy stuff to do. Um, you know, the first day we trained in, in April, I mean, Russell looked at me, he's like, Patrick, I don't know about this. And I'm like, let's just give it another day and let's see what happens tomorrow. And then he gave me this look and it was like, all right, yeah, I think this will work. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So Chris Dawson, tell me, um, I'm looking at you, uh, <laughs> tell me why war horses i mean you got introduced to patrick benson you guys are you guys are busy guys you're showing all the time you essentially you know live on the road why take your time and dedicate it to this organization in particular 
Uh, you know, Wayne Hansen got uh, Sarah and I involved, and he'd come down and visited a little bit, and we talked about putting a patch on the shirt, and uh, we told I told Wayne, you know, I really don't know how much time I'm going to have to put into this because he's like, that's kind of what we need is somebody to put a little put in some time. I was like, I don't know if I'm your guy. I mean, we got a lot going on, and and you know, he's like, well. Let's do what you can well you know and like we're happy to put it on our shirt we're happy to raise awareness we're happy to you know support and however we can but then You're taylor right. he uh he convinced me um there were in las vegas he said hey uh, russell and i are going up there to do a group of special operators in uh kansas city still will um right after we get home and i'd had a lot of excuses on why i didn't have time to come up here but anyway i wanted to come do it and uh using i used taylor's liaison because with taylor's uh, service background and i thought that would make me more comfortable in coming up here and i was right <laughs> and, I'm, <laughs> and i'm glad that i did but uh but like i say i got up here and uh you know it just it, it kind of gave me a whole new new lease on life as well and just and to be able to give back to these guys is really like i say it's a really selfish kind of deal because i get way more of it than they do Amen. Amen. Taylor, how about you? I mean, this is, this probably rings a little bit different for you because you, you know, these guys, you are these guys. Yeah. So I mean, I, yeah, I got out in 2011, kind of just turned my back and didn't really look back on, on my service. And honestly told somebody at one point, I'll be okay. If they never know I served in the military because I'm into the next chapter of my life, like close that book, moving on. And uh, Brian and Lauren Thompson, Lauren also works for Platinum. Lauren obviously has a relationship with Patrick with the partnership between War Horses and Platinum. And uh, she had talked to Patrick about me. And so Patrick reached out and said, hey, man, you know, I'm director of the War Horses for Veterans group. We'd like to have you come and check it out and see if you can help out. And kind of chuckled. I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm good. And I remember Patrick being like, okay, well, is there a reason? I said, dude, the last thing I want to see is my fellow former war fighters wearing helmets, riding canvas saddles, being led around on a foundered gelding. At the point, wasn't interested. And Patrick laughed and he's like, bro, I know exactly what you're talking about. That is not what we're about. We're about getting these high paced and op tempo and kind of explained a little bit more about the program. And I said, okay, yeah, you know, in, in time, like maybe we'll do something. And kind of kept bugging me about coming up and everything. So there were some dates in the late of uh, 22 that I committed to. And I remember talking to my wife and she checked out the association's website and she's like, you, and Patrick was, Hey man, like if your wife has got time for it. And so I said, Hey babe, look at this, this group. What do you think? And she looked at it and for about 30 seconds and said, you have to do it. Okay, here we go. And I said something to, to Tana deal day and about going and she's like, I bet you Russell would sign up for that too. Like be, be interested in doing that. And so I said, Hey, Russell, I'm going, let's we didn't go. And so stopped by Russell's, we threw some horses on the trailer and came up for the first time. And here we are now planning a horse show. <laughs> Is that how it happened? Russell? Not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no. He talked to Tana and Tana said, Hey, Taylor's picking you up. <laughs> there was no Russell. Do you want to go? <laughs> you get pushed around. It's terrible. I know it's terrible. <laughs> oh <my gosh>. Elder <laughs> abuse. It's elder abuse. huh? <laughs> you poor guy. Oh, 
So tell me, tell me about your experience at the War Horses Farm, because I have had the pleasure of being there in person. And so they, Patrick, nutrition is real important to him and, and food and the familial feel that you get when you come together and you cook a meal together and you eat together. Um, that was something unexpected when I got there is um, you're going to a farm in Kansas and you don't expect there to be to be five star cuisine. Tell me what you guys have been experiencing. It's insane. <laughs> we had two and a half inch steaks last night. The, the food is crazy how good it is. And you eat so much. And I thought, man, when I get home, I'm going to put on 12 and a half pounds. I put on about two yeah. because it's such good food that it doesn't just stack you up. It's, it's healthy and it's good. And it, my wife makes me healthy also, just like Patrick. It's like having a wife away from home. <laughs> Tana might be a little better looking. I don't know. Yeah. That was yeah. Quite. That's yeah. why I stay with her. <laughs> Otherwise it's a toss up, but that's why I stay with her. Perfect. So Russell, Lucky. Tell me, tell me about the, uh, Chris still has his head in his hand laughing at that last one. Um, <laughs> Russell, tell me about the National Stock Horse Association, how this event is a good fit for you guys and what we're going to see in Las Vegas. Because I think anybody who is going to listen to this and think, oh, this is kind of cool. I wonder if I want to watch it. I mean, I think you're going to want to watch it. Tell me about what's going to go on in Vegas. Well, it's going to be, um, it's going to be pretty huge. And it was just one of them deals me and Taylor both kind of drug up here, you know, another clinic's what I need in my life. And uh, after on our way home, we were ecstatic. Jacked so up. we were jacked up. So it's a seven hour drive. So we call Tan on speaker. She gets about three hours of it. <laughs> <laughs> She's so lucky. She is so lucky. <laughs> yeah. So we're telling her all about it and that Patrick wants to do a show. And she's like, well, we'll just put a class at our show. Tell him it's on. So we call him back and tell him. And that's the way we go because it was so um, wonderful for me to having not served, to be able to help these men that have served that are the reason we have so much uh, that it just made you want to do something back and my wife is very patriotic also and she can make the stuff happen with the horse show so it was a natural fit we're going to put it right in with our world's richest stock horse which is a qualifier for the run for a million for 2024 so it should be in the middle of a pretty big as big a crowd as there is the excitement of it is there's a very strong possibility somebody's falling off because <laughs> <laughs> there their intensity oh, for yeah. not losing. I mean, it is, it is no track. There will be no, no one wants to be the weak guy no. of the seven. No. And there's um, one little Marine in there. That's going to give him some serious trouble Yeah, so. <clears throat> that might upset the, yeah. the special forces guys. So they're not going to be beat and they're going to go as hard as they can and they might not make it. <laughs> 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 they might not make the turn. You never know. Seven of them are going in. Yeah, uh, seven of them are going in. <laughs> I feel like you're selling this event. Isn't that, oh, isn't that why people go to watch NASCAR events? They want to see the That's crashes. Right. So they... <laughs> it could be great or it could be a crash. They're both fun to watch. Whatever, <laughs> whatever happens, the intensity coming from the arena when they're showing will be palpable. <laughs> palpable. 
I got a list. Yeah, Do you want to try that one more time? Palatable. <laughs> Nailed Palatable. it. My palate. No. It's... You're going to be able to feel it. It's going to be electric. Yeah. Electric. <laughs> we have some, we have a poster of Manly coming off. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so epic. It's... When he fell off, uh, well, he didn't really fall off. His horse left. Yeah. And, and he didn't make day. it. His hat's flying off. It looks like the Hulk is chasing a Jeep. <laughs> yeah, it does. Manley's one of the exhibitors for our listeners. Yeah, That'll yeah. He's one of the seven. One of the seven. Yeah, the, the crew on the seven is just, it's unbelievable. Rick Hodges and my wife, I think she would leave me for him if... Well, it sounds like you might leave her for Patrick in another life. So, oh yeah, <laughs> the one that poses with us. I get videos all the time, roping in the parking garage, and yes. it's intense. So, they get out. They get. They're coming to our house, and they go the wrong way. And Rick is very intense, littler guy, but stout. They get to our house finally. They get out. Tennis says, oh, I'm sorry, did I give you guys the wrong directions? You guys, and he's the first one out, never matters. says, no, I'm with these three idiots. <laughs> so we went the wrong way and stomps on in. Next is like, he says, hello, my name is Isaac. Yeah. And we're here to come for the clinic and very nice. And then the next one's Chris Manley, Chris Manley. And that's it. And off they go. And she says, that's the three personalities that they are. Yep, perfect. <laughs> nailed them nailed it yeah. there you go tell me well, about the yeah. others tell round out the seven for me yeah well draper's a you know he's always he's wants to make sure everyone's good to go he's real social make sure you're you're good you need anything. house mother yes house he is the, <laughs> house, the house mother. Mother. he is the house mother, mother of the group um, he was a medic right uh no yep jake okay and then uh well right now he is then we have brand in the marine which he's great. He was with the group that we have before, and he's the wild card. He's the one. Uh, he wasn't a special operator, but there's something about him I really liked, and we were all talking about him. And I was like, you know, what if we put him in there? I was like, I, I think he could give them a run for it. And if he does a couple of things, I I think they're gonna have a hard time with this. Yeah, he's got a ton of feel. Oh man, he does, and he's got a he's got a way with a horse, and the horses do well with him, and. We just need to put a little fire, a little Chris on, on, on there, and he'll take off. Then we got Mark. Mark. Mark Nutch, which he was uh, with, you know, the original horse soldiers in Afghanistan. You know, and with Isaac, Chris, um, Jake, we have Mark, we have Brandon, and then who am I? Rick Hodges. Patrick. Rick and Rick. Rick and Hodges. Heath. Heath. And Heath. Heath. Well, okay, here. The reason why I did this with Heath is, and it's I'm actually doing this on purpose, because he's the only officer. Oh, actually, him and Mark are the officers out of the group. And so this will be good for him to listen to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should see Taylor Gillespie leaning up toward his microphone to see how he's, he's going officer. to insult him. Also an officer. So, guys, and when you guys look up and you listen to this podcast and you want to learn more about the dynamic of this, and if you guys are at the show, please come and watch because there will be bantering because – Taylor will jump in on this, but he has a bunch of NCOs and him and Mark and Heath now are just the, uh, are the officers. And so we tried, someone asked me like what it's like to have these, like these guys here in the three and they're this guy with these people are like military. I go, okay, here's the deal. I said, Taylor's the officer. 
And I said, and Russell and Chris are your senior NCOs that don't listen. They're going to go hundred miles an hour. They'll get it done. You may not like it, but it's going to get done. And then Taylor's going, all right, I got to just keep them. Yeah. What happened? I just got to keep them and get out. So hopefully they don't get in trouble. So I think what you say was like a bunch of E7s or a couple of E7s that just got home from deployment. Yeah. Yeah. And they got a hundred thousand in the bank and they're single. (laughs) Yeah. This is nothing like us. <laughs> I resembled our dynamics. <laughs> so that gives you some context on like how this is all of this framework looks. And they and I will say, guys, like having the three of them here, like I we all get the privilege and I get the definitely the privilege to step back and watch them step in and work with these guys. And it is an amazing to watch. You when I always say like you people need to come and bring added value to your company or your organization or what you're doing what they bring to the table, the expertise, the humility, the training, the fun, the laughter, the bantering, everything they bring, they fit in so well, but the impact they have and their ability to work with them and, and take individuals who have never done something and the frustration some of them will have and work them through that and the confidence they gain out of it, they a lot of them have a new profound look on things. And just this week, one of them said, I've been to some of the best schools in the United States military and hands down, this is the best experience I've ever had. Uh, I can't tell you enough. Thank you so much. And these guys are amazing, you know, and you got to remember like all three of them are sitting in, not just on the horses, but then when we have breakout sessions and we're working with the performance coaches and stuff, like they're there with them. And it means a lot to the guys that are here because there's a lot of common ground there i mean we yes there's a difference between combat and not in you know and being civilian but in the day the mindset the ability the drive the commitment to the to the mission and the job it's all very similar and it's a phenomenal thing to watch so it's it's very powerful and it's very unique i think you said it today taylor you said it's a what the unicorn Mm -hmm. the program yeah Yeah, we were talking excuse me you asked me in front of uh, i think it was ryan yeah, Ryan, today, and you know, you know, explain to Ryan, like, is this, is this a typical kind of crash course clinic? I said, no, dude, this is like a mythical unicorn. This doesn't happen. You know, like, and I explain, explained to Ryan, one of the veterans that's in the uh, clinic this week, I said, bro, like, we've got customers back home that have been doing this for years that still can't kind of put a fence work pattern together. And within, you know, two days of Patrick's foundation and then two days of the three of us chewing on them, they kind of put it together. Was it a high score fence run? No, but it was a respectable attempt at it. So it it doesn't happen. And I think it goes back and echoes to the type of individuals that these men are, you know, they're not your average run of the mill civilians They're they're generally, most of them are highly intelligent. They're competitive. They're hard headed. They're stubborn. They're physically capable, they're athletic. And so it puts a lot of positive things together to go and, and accomplish something. And watching these guys break down from at the beginning, they're so tight, they're tense on the horses, they're holding on, they're squeezing with their knees to, hey, just take a breath, dude, and let it flow. And then, and then they can go and actually accomplish something with that animal. Saddle, saddle horns into like Play-Doh. Yeah. <laughs> they take it and they squeeze it. And then the Play-Doh squirts out the top <laughs> of their hand. I don't know how Patrick gets it and put back together yeah. for the next clinic, but it, I mean, cause these are large humans that are squirting. It's just leather and rubber everywhere. Uh, every- <laughs> I mean, 
put Ryan over there. I mean, oh. he's got a hole in his hand. Jeez. Yeah. I just, I don't know how you hurt that hand. I mean, you've killed that poor saddle horn. <laughs> his arms are the size of my thigh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, real. Take a breath and let it flow. Sounds like good advice for life too, huh? And obviously Russell's positive reinforcement of you suck is coming into this. Um, <laughs> really create exceptional well, athletes. Somebody's got to tell him. <laughs> well, and that, so like, you don't. to piggyback off on that, and I, this, I remember distinctly when Russell and I were driving back uh, from the first trip last fall, is like, Russell was like, I kind of found some of my people. I said, dude, I've known for a while, like there's two types of people in this world that I know immediately connect if they have an opportunity to spend 10 or 15 minutes together and that's cowboys and soldiers. And so we're able to, you know, we get up here, you have a quick break the ice for about 37 seconds and then you're just <laughs> at each other's backs and, and we give it to them and they give it back and, and they, they evolve and grow and they get better and we just kind of almost create a very quick bond with these guys I can it see might have been a little more than 37 seconds the first time because <laughs> i was a little i was a little i didn't really feel like i belonged you know i'm the only one that hasn't served thank god i'm with taylor uh because he has and you're you buffer. these guys that are done all this stuff and you don't think you have much to offer but in talking about the program the horses are a conduit for everything Patrick's trying to put together with these guys getting from military life to civilian life and dealing with stepping away from all of the action and the values you find in the people that are around you and having to go into society and deal with regular people that don't have those same values and trying to find the good in that life and um not be down on it after you've left the military and find the value in it because now you're not protecting the world you're just you're becoming a person in in civilian life and for patrick who i've talked to with this about a bunch the horses helped him do that that's what he's helping these guys do but like chris and taylor can both attest to too sitting and talking about life and all the struggles that we have as people chris and i and taylor well taylor doesn't really count because he came from military too he has the same stuff for for chris and i we have all the same struggles as they're having coming out of the military a lot of this stuff is all the same and at first this knucklehead drags me into one of those he's pointing at the chris dawson knucklehead by the way and and i'm thinking we don't belong in there those guys got real problems worst losers and uh <laughs> it drags me in there and after you get into it i mean it was pretty life-changing for me because they make you say stuff out loud and makes you reevaluate how you're running your life and that's what they're doing and i never thought that i could i didn't know what i was going there was anything i could give but like patrick said a lot of these guys came to him and said hey this has changed my life how I'm looking at it and how finding the horses and helping that sort through civilian life and life and family life and careers and all the choices you have to make going forward. And it, uh, pretty epic for me, which I'm not very emotional. Yeah, it was something, I mean, those groups, like I say, it would be, 
I mean, without looking at us, if you were just heard what was being said, it was hard to tell the difference in the soldiers and the horse trainers. And yeah. so, uh, you know, because like I say, everything is very, there's so many parallels to it. It's shocking. Well, and you start realizing they don't look at it like, hey, I'm doing this and you're not doing that. You're, what you're doing is nothing. They just look at it as life problems. That's just a job. To them, that's a job, and you guys have a job training the horses. What are your problems? Well, they're about the same. Time, family, money, mindset. Mm -hmm. Those are the same problems. And when you – now this is our third – this is our second one. Me and Taylor's probably third, but I actually didn't – wasn't so apprehensive going to the breakout meeting. Like you didn't yep. think you should speak. And now it's not as bad. No, it's fantastic. Actually. They, you know, even with this last one we had yesterday, a couple of the guys came up and they're just, once again, they're incredibly appreciative and engagement and Russell had spoke up on some, on some topics and it was profound. And that actually, you know, jarred loose some things for these other of these guys that thinking about life and family and, commitment and the percentages of things. But at the end of the day, like I said, it's all common from there. And, you know, the, it kind of goes back to like what we're doing. Like if you watch what we're doing on the horses and things that we're doing right now, something about it as well is not to be limited what you can and can't do. And sometimes you're limited to the mind, what's going on in your life, be it to whatever you're dealing with. But at the end of the day, when you come here, that you're not limited to what you are capable of doing. You're only limited to what you limit yourself to. And when you have people around you, and it's important, even to myself, and having these guys here and the type of people we get to work with, the special operations community from this one, and the veterans out there, you know, it's like anything, you get like-minded individuals or you get this culture, this tribe around you that you health, like you're pushing each other, but in a very positive, good way. And it should be uncomfortable at times because that's, you know, otherwise you're not going to grow. It, you know, you're just not. And at the end of the day, when you work through those fears of those discomforts and then on the other side of it, man, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing sensation. Sometimes we lose sight on that and you kind of regain focus with that here and, and you see it all the time. And that's where, when they come in, like not just from the horses, even the breakout sessions, the ice tanks. I mean, Russell's a huge fan of, we do a cold exposure <laughs> and stuff. And so we do these ice tanks and Russell just goes, Holy smokes, guys, I cannot wait till we get done with this horse stuff. And we get in that ice tank. It's the best thing I've ever Thomas done. Idea ever. <laughs> Thomas idea ever. <laughs> Have you regained regained feeling in your legs yet, Russell? No, the first time he did was in April, and I want to tell you about that group real fast because it's it's prominent. There's a reason uh, it was a very powerful group, and it's the privilege and the opportunity we get to do at War Horses. But to the cult thing, Taylor and Chris get in and they do it because the all the other guys are doing it. like well, we're part of this whole thing. And then the look on Russell's face, and I'm like, oh, this is epic. So I go over to him and say, hey, Russell, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that at all. <laughs> and he's like don't talk to me right now because <laughs> he's like because there's no way he's not gonna do it because he won't hear the end of it and then chris and taylor and we had the tanks pretty cold and i'm looking at him i'm like neither one of them are gonna get out because they want to be the first one to get out i was like you guys eventually are gonna have to get out because you're gonna have like organs are gonna start shutting down and i was like so they get out together and then russell's like give me the okay fine give me the shorts let's go <laughs> Yeah, and then I got to go with Chris Manley, who's half covered in hair. I don't even think it's just cold out there. He is not. Crying out loud. Chris is a pretty big must. He's a, yeah. Slightly intimidating there. Water and out. 
for those of you listening who don't know, uh, cryotherapy is actually, you know, one of the newest, I guess I'll, tr- I'll call it a trend in, in functional medicine and integrative medicine. It, it does have quite a bit uh, of, of benefits for you um, if it's not giving you frostbite and, and organ damage. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been doing it for years and, and it has picked up traction, but it's been profound for like my back inflammation and everything across the board. And I think Chris and I were talking about today. And it helps you immensely, I think, mentally as well. But, I mean, if you think about it, if you do that first thing in the morning, at least everything else can be a lot easier. I mean, you do one hard thing a day. Well, I don't wake up thinking I want to hop in a 38 or 40-degree tub of water, but I do feel a lot different after the day. My day looks a lot different in my body. It's amazing. It's amazing for energy. It's amazing for mitochondrial function. And Patrick is is definitely a forward thinker when it comes to these things. I think it made my hair fall out. See, Russell? (laughs) Is that what happened? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he, had to, he had to put on his cowboy hat to prevent the glare while we're filming this um well patrick one of the things i love that you that you always describe this program as is you always say something to the effect of listen horses are the vessel you know this is how we do this but veterans are their own best therapy you know but you always make it clear that this is not psychotherapy that happens at war horses because if it was you would never get anybody to come here um and so i love how you guys organize this program because it is exactly what you're hearing here ladies and gentlemen it's laughing it's camaraderie um you go deep but you do it in a way that really makes a profound difference um in in everyone's lives the people that are there uh, contributing like the the guys sitting in front of me right now and the veterans that are there. And so you're able to really make a big difference by bringing people together, um, you know, with, with a lot of commonality and you do it with amazing food. You do it with a lot of a, a familial feel. Um, and you leave that farm a different person every time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, definitely want to, you know, appreciate and very grateful for the opportunity that like Dr. Alyssa Fry part of the psych in overperformance of here at war horses and especially bringing in the teams to support that element of it because i mean without that i mean they the horses are can they they're the bridge they open up doors they they're they're amazing tools but having a team and having the right team around you uh, the whole entire group uh makes it makes it work i mean it's never ever going to be one person so it's uh, and the, the whole thing's set up to share everything we're doing is set up to share you have you know shared experiences and we facilitate and then it takes care of the rest. And sometimes like they asked in the beginning, like we have some special guests on this trip, like why aren't we sitting down and doing these deep talks right away? I said, you gotta let the horses do the work first. And then now they're like, I completely understand what you mean by that. And that's why those sessions work so much better. And that's why the effectiveness of it. But at the end of the day, like we kind of go back to the cow horse side of things. Like, I mean, let's be honest. Like I just, you know, in my mind, I, I gotta, would I do it? Yeah, I'm not, I don't want to go do a, nothing against it, but don't take this wrong with this, but I don't want to go do a Western pleasure pattern and just go around and doing that. I want to, like, I really want to get on and get after it. Well, it's not the way you're wired, right? I mean, we're talking about a certain type of individual here. That's not the way you're wired. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where, you know, it, but it is important to try different things and do different, like if it's in the disciplines and in the equine world, it was really difficult for me to go put a pair of britches on and get on a big old warm blood and get used to that. Cause I was like, man, I will not hear the end of this, but I was ripping all the hair out of my legs and everything on the jeans and everything else. I'm like, this is uncomfortable. And, <laughs> but it was getting out of my comfort zone that led me to different things. And, you know, probably at the end of the day, it led me to where we're at today, possibly. So 
just at the end of the day, the gratitude. You know, we talked about that yesterday, Chris, and all everyone around. I mean, think about it all the time. Absolutely. And and you should know, folks, that Patrick doesn't judge. He is a classically trained dressage writer as well. Um, but yep. no, I think that uh, I think this is this is amazing what you guys are doing. And um, I want did you guys not know that about him? You should write that down. Ask him. I know it. I make him oh. fix my lead changes yeah. every time I okay, come. Okay, perfect, perfect. On the same horse. <laughs> <laughs> he fixes them, I go home. I bring her back. He fixes them. I go home. We all have something to contribute, y'all. We all have something to contribute. So, and for those of you listening, uh, I really encourage you to go on warhorsesforveterans.org and read up on the seven that are going to be participating in this show because they each have incredible stories. And I've gotten the opportunity, Platinum's gotten the opportunity to talk with um, several of the veterans that, that are at the War Horses program and hearing their stories is, I don't even know the right word to describe it. I mean, incredible doesn't do it justice. I mean, what, what these guys have done and experienced uh, in their lifetimes and in their service is amazing. Um, it's definitely made them who they are. Um, and you you feel extremely humbled to be in their presence. Um, because what they're doing and putting themselves so far out of their comfort zone to do something like this is admirable for anybody. But when you learn who they are as people and what they've contributed to our country, it's, it's something that's hard to describe. So, um, you know, like Chris said, anybody who works with this program gets so much more out of it than what you're trying to give. Uh, it's pretty amazing, but definitely do that. Go on warhorsesforveterans.org and, and read up on them. Their, their bios are there. And these are going to be the guys in the arena under the lights. August 26th is the, the big show, right? In, in Las Vegas, the whole show goes national stock horse association goes from the 22nd to the 27th at the South point. Um, but you have a few things to kind of round us out coming up this summer in between now and when these guys will go under the bright lights to hopefully get them prepared to not fall in grand fashion in the arena, um, or at least diminish the, the chances that that'll happen a little bit. So tell me about what's coming up. If they're going to fall, we hope it's in grand fashion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, we're, uh, I think, um, teeing it up at our house. Yep. Yep. Uh, July 10th, I think. So we're, uh, we're going to get to spend four or five days, something like that. Yep. In the week. Uh, yeah. The week of July 10th. And we're going to get after it down at uh, Sarah and Chris's and we're going to have some fun down there. Looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm sure they are as well. So let me, uh, before, before we part ways, gentlemen, Taylor, give us some, some parting words and wisdom. Oh, no. So, uh, it's coming up, it's, <laughs> it's coming up soon. It's coming up in August. Tell me what these guys are going to see at this show and the approach that the three of you are going to be taking when these guys get to Vegas. Cause I can imagine they might be huge. They might be tough. But there's probably going to be a little bit of nerves involved in this. Am oh I... yeah, they're just big puppy dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this is perfect. Like Saint Bernese, <laughs> Saint Bernard. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's going to be fun. It'll be interesting too because I know Patrick was saying you got he's going to get the horses there on the 22nd. And the guys fly in the 23rd. Yeah, 23rd, and we'll school each Work day, them. lead them up. Yeah, and they'll yeah. pair up and learn. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be good to have them in the practice pin and, you know, and, and something too, that should be mentioned for the general public to know is that war horses for veterans are supplying the horses. They're, they're not riding, you know, a bridal horse that has $300,000 worth of earnings. Like they're, they're riding their own horses and they, and this association does have some pretty good quality 
uh, flesh and livestock in their horses. And that's another thing is that this, this group is always looking for, for the next horse to go and benefit for these veterans and live a long, healthy life here at, at, at the veterans farm. Um, but I, I do think that's something to keep in mind is that yeah, there are horses that Patrick's hauling out to Vegas for these guys. Yeah. That, or they could use any support. If somebody mm-hmm. has a, you know, a horse that good solid horse that maybe the kid went off college and quit riding. Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking around for that kind of horse. that doesn't need to be a reject because these are good horses. They, mm-hmm. These horses yep. turn with the cow on the fence and put up with a lot of learning and then take, three days six days a week week and a half off come back fresh and do it again the work your flag the work your cow the run stop they've got to be able to do this stuff because you're taking very green people from such a low level just so high so fast that it's Mm -hmm. it's almost in teaching it changes your mind about Mm -hmm. the things you have to get put on them there's a lot of things that we take for granted that we can do that you just get from time when you get to the point where you run down the fence and stuff. Well, you got to teach them all that in three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you need to have a good horse that when they do it right. Absolutely. That it, it, it comes to fruition, the things you told them to do. Well, right. Cause that's where you really see that click come because like once you go at them, stop that cow, like it'll take that horse, maybe a turn or two before they really feel that horse, like lock in and make that move without them. And you can tell as soon as they do it, then it's like, oh, oh it's over. Yeah. I'm not just up here yarding this thing around. We can be a team. And then then it's golden after that. But First big turn on the fence, they're, they're hooked. hooked. It's over. If they stay on. <laughs> if they, hey, even or, if they don't. still hooked, yeah. Or even if they kind of stay on and then it drags them like it uh, did <laughs> Isaac until the horse gets tired. <laughs> safety first yeah <laughs> safety first that's the motto at war horses <laughs> how'd you I get that size 17 in that stirrup <laughs> oh yeah with duct tape with duct tape. <laughs> well yeah, I, but- I will say hey i gotta fill, if we got a second i do have to fill you in on something in april uh the guys came up and we had a special trip and the duct tape actually came in mind i wanted to share it we had a guy that has an amputee on the right side and he had hit an improvised explosive device in Afghanistan. And we actually had a special occasion because one of the guys there, uh, we reunited him with the guy who actually was putting the tourniquets on him and keeping him alive. And they hadn't seen each other really since then. And so we had a special reunion and then he had never ridden a horse. And it's pretty extraordinary because you have to tie everything up to the to the saddle, you know, to the you know the cinch and make sure the stirrup stays stable. And at the end of the day, like we're telling this guy's like, if you come off, just make sure your leg it pops off because like you're gonna be drugged, you know. And then in the day, Russell and Chris and Taylor and everyone came together and it was amazing what they did they did with him. They were taking him from never ever riding a horse. And he's an amputee. He's a specimen physically, and I'll let you guys kind of fill in a second about it. But I think it was a, just an awesome thing to see. And and then eventually he's sitting there tracking and rating a cow all over the arena. Yeah, and we did all the things you're not supposed to do. We tied his leg on with a pig and string, yep. and we duct taped his foot into the stirrup. Then it was I put it on there so it could get out if it needed to. It wouldn't get, well, that didn't work. So we just 
dark tape it in there solid. Well, then it's sticking out. Yeah. It's going to hang to in a right. It looks like it's going to hang in a fence. So we have to tie it to the cinch, <laughs> pull it down. And I mean, this guy, like you talk about guns out. Yeah. Oh, and, then, and then he has massive upper bodied. Yes. And, and it has to keep everything in the saddle, but sell him because he is empty from the hip. Like there's no nub or nothing to hold on that right side. There's nothing down on that side. So it was, a, it was amazing what he got done. I mean, that. I, it was real amazing. I was trying to ride around the outside of the round pin there while we were starting and trying to figure out how to tell him, like, what muscles to tell him to use. Like, I take my feet out of stirrups. I'm like, all right, what would I do if this wasn't there at all? Right. And, you got on pretend you didn't have a leg. Right. I mean, see what, how to. Yeah. And I'm like, that was, that would have been entertaining. That'd have been good. That'd have been a good little B roll for you right there. That's, a, that's good coaching, Chris Dawson. And do you feel like Russell's describing you massive upper bodied? <laughs> Everybody laughs so fast. <laughs> He's just working on his father figure. I'm right there, too. <sighs> Uh, rough crowd, folks. The rough crowd. Yes, good. Father figure. Good. Yeah, go He's ahead. got the same amount of upper body. It's just not stacked the same. <laughs> it's, it's ranged differently. It's arranged. <laughs> no body shame. It's placement. <laughs> you guys knew body shaming. I feel like that went out the window a long time ago, Patrick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen a muffin? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, as you can tell, there's that there's gonna be learning involved, no doubt. Uh, but there might be a few good times had between between now and this competition in August with uh with these four gentlemen right here. So um Patrick, Russell, Chris, Taylor, thanks y'all for being with me today. I feel like um I feel like a whole new person learning from you guys. <laughs> good or bad. Feel good about yourself now, don't you? <laughs> Not gonna lie, I'm doing pretty good. Glad we could uh, brighten your day. <laughs> uh, well, these uh, these four are—they're um, good humans, folks. They really are. So they're they're giving back to a cause that is amazing, but they're getting more out of it than they're giving for sure. If you spend any time around um, these caliber of people, these veterans. Um, it's amazing. Changes your life as much as it's changing theirs for sure. So as Russell said, I would encourage you to go on to warhorsesforveterans.org, learn about this program because it really is something special. Um, and it's something that at Platinum, uh, it has been our honor to support it. I mean, along with so many other people who have gotten so much by being involved in this, because what you have built, Patrick, you know this, but I'll say it again. Um, it's exemplary. And you're doing something really, really, really cool here. And you've gathered people that are so like-minded um, and just really good, amazing people um, in the industry to, to get to know these veterans and to uh, let them know that they have our support and our thanks and our gratitude for everything that they've given to our country and to all of us. Um, and I hope everybody turns out in mass. I have no doubt they will in August uh, to watch these guys compete, like I said, under the big lights in Las Vegas at the South Point, August 26th, it's happening. 
and we will definitely see you there. So Platinum's looking forward to doing a little bit of documentation of this uh, in, in July and August so we can kind of show show the world what's going on behind the scenes. And as you can tell, it's going to be a bit entertaining, folks. So I, I hope you tune in when that comes out. And thank you guys for joining me today. Thank you, Jesse. You bet. Yes, ma'am. means a lot. You bet. Take care, all. And I hope you join us next time on the next episode of It Starts Within. And until then, take care. <laughs>